Hello, everybody, and welcome. This is Samantha with episode three of Random Acts of Self, a podcast about self-care, wellness, motivation, and life coachy type of stuff. I wonder if I should put that in my Apple podcast description. <laughs> okay, so today we're talking about one of the greatest forms of self-care. And I dare say one of the forms of self-care that people have the most problem with. And that is the word no. It's two letters. It's one syllable. I'm not sure if the O is confusing people or the N is throwing them off. But no is, a, is an answer that so many people have difficulty giving. And you know what? I used to be guilty of this and now I'm not. Now, no is my favorite word. Well, no, actually I'm wrong about that. Fuck is my favorite word. No is my second favorite word. So therefore my favorite phrase would be fuck no. <laughs> okay. So, um, I know why I had a problem saying no in the past. We're going to get to that in a minute though. So I asked some of my Twitter followers and my friends, do you have a problem saying no? And if you do, why? So, <laughs> of course, it's Twitter, right? So I get a couple of, of really funny answers. One person cannot say no to pie and then showed me a picture of delicious pie, and that one was understandable. And the other person said he cannot say no to tacos. Um, I am originally from Los Angeles. I grew up with great tacos. I'm down for the taco thing. What would you do for a Klondike? Not really sure, but I'd do a lot for a good taco. Okay, but out of the serious replies, I saw a couple that were very common. There was a couple reasons that were really, really common. So almost all of them were based in fear. And I don't mean like fear that you're going to lose your life or fear that, you know, the mountain's going to fall on you. It's a tiny, tiny fear, tiny fear. So the kinds of fear that kept people from saying no were most commonly being disliked. They wanted people to like them and they thought if they said no and didn't help people when they needed help, that people wouldn't like them. And that's kind of messed up. What kind of friends are those, right? The other reasons that people gave some of them related to work. They don't say no at work because they don't want to be passed over for that raise or that promotion. They want to be seen as a team player and not as somebody who just does their job and goes home and that's the end of it. That one is, is more understandable because there's a real consequence potentially for saying no in that situation. Another reason was inconveniencing people. They didn't want to inconvenience people. They were afraid that they would put people out of their way if they said no. Some had a fear of feeling guilty. They felt like, well, this person needs help and I really don't want to help. I kind of need some time to myself or whatever, but I have the ability to help. So if I don't, then that makes me a giant jerk. And sometimes that could be true, but not always. It depends on the situation. Another one is being thought of as selfish, which kind of tied into that guilt one. So people don't want to be thought of as selfish or lazy or a big fat jerk. And the other one that I found interesting was somebody brought up that they were a people pleaser. And as a result of that, they never said no. 
So I asked him, I said, well, what would happen if you said no and somebody wasn't pleased? And he said that basically it boils down to a fear of being disliked. So that kind of came back to the first one that we covered. So all of these reasons, I mean, they're legitimate, right? I'm not going to, I'm not going to get down on any, anyone for having a problem saying no. That's why we're all here to improve ourselves, right? But um, other than work and the, the promotion and the raise and all that, all of these are fear of how someone else is going to think about you. And here's the problem with this. You assume that if you say no to people, they automatically won't like you anymore. So let's address that because it does happen, right? I had a friend who needed help with something and I needed time to do homework. And I told her, I said, I'm not going to be able to help you with that right now because I just got a lot going on in my own life. I don't have time to give to anybody else. And she tried to throw a big giant guilt trip on me like, oh, I thought you were my friend. If you were my friend, you would be there for me. And I'm a master of turning it around. I was like, well, if you were my friend, you would understand that I have a lot going on right now and I need to deal with my own stuff. As my friend, you could ask if I'm okay rather than making it about yourself. So you might have to flip that script on people. But here's the thing, right? This is the disturbing part of what people are saying. You think that if you say no once to someone who's presumably a friend or at least a friendly acquaintance, that they're not going to like you anymore. Okay, so let's say that's true. Is it a big loss that when you can't be there to do something for them, they don't like you? What kind of friend is that? You're not really losing much. You see what I'm saying? But I think that more times than not, the people that care about you would understand, especially if you usually help them a lot. And if they don't, well, you know, fuck them. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to say that in your mind as you walk away. You know what? Fuck these people. It doesn't mean you have to feel that way about them forever, but it means just today they're being giant jerks. So I just think it's kind of a, a messed up thing that we're so afraid of the people that we love and know and what their reaction to know would be that we don't say it, even at great cost to ourselves. Maybe we need to start working on that as people. And what you can do about that is when somebody says no to you, accept it gracefully. Maybe that'll be a whole podcast by itself. Okay, so we're back to talking about stress. If you've listened to the first two podcasts, you know all about stress. Health problems, mental problems, life sucks a little bit more. So being busy and having too many commitments obviously leads to stress. We talked about that. And we talked about how in America productivity is expected in an unhealthy way. For example, we work eight hours a day. That's a third of our day. A third of our day is spent working for somebody else. That sucks. That's why I work for myself. In Sweden, they did a two-year experiment where they operated with a six-hour workday. And for some people, like I think it was a nursing home, it didn't work so well. But most businesses said the productivity was higher. There was less people calling in sick. Overall, everything went better. The prime minister of Finland, yes, Finland, suggested that they do the same. But unfortunately, here in America, we try to cram as much as we can into a day. 
and, and that's just because there's so much to do, or at least we think there's so much to do, right? So with time and personal energy being such a valuable commodity, saying no becomes even more important because when your time is valuable and you don't have enough of it, then what you have to do is prioritize the things that you are going to commit your energy to. And for some of us, that's an easy thing to do and we don't have to say no a lot. But for other people, they have to really pick and choose what they can do and when because they've just got so much going on. So the other problem that we have when we don't say no is not only is our day just time crunched and, and more stressful, but there's the issue of resentment as well. So someone who asks for help can become a burden. I mean, if somebody asks for something small every now and then, not a big deal, but some people, man, they get burdensome with it, really. I don't know if you've ever known someone like that, but man, they're heavy people to deal with. So what they do is they learn that you're always there to help. And so they always call on you when they need help. And in worst cases, they don't even try helping themselves. They just immediately turn to you and kind of like dump it all on you. So for some people, this may begin to feel like an obligation. Like I'm tired of every time this person calls me, they always need something or they want to dump their problems on me or whatever. Do you know somebody like that? Are you ever tired when you get off the phone with them or get away from them. I know that I have that, that problem sometimes, definitely. So I try to minimize contact with those kinds of people whenever possible. Some people call them psychic vampires because they just suck you drive energy. Um, but for some people, this always asking for help, it may, it may start to feel like an obligation. And sometimes people just expect you to help. Like my friend earlier that I talked about, well, if you were my friend... Yeah, because, you know, our friendship revolves around your needs. So this is another important reason to say no, because sometimes if you can't bring yourself to say no for any of the reasons I listed or maybe one of your own, and, and please share it in the comments if you have other reasons that you can't say no to people, but then you start resenting the person because you've agreed to help them, but it's never ending. It's like one thing after the other. So that can ruin a friendship. It can put a strain on marriages or family relations. It can put a strain on, you know, between coworkers. Maybe if your coworker is always asking you if you can help her finish her projects or whatever. So resentment is a good reason to learn to say no because resentment just, oh, it's such a horrible, horrible negative feeling, right? So the first step to learning to say no is to become comfortable with saying no. Now, see, like I said earlier, I don't have a problem with this anymore. And I used to because I felt bad if I could help and I just didn't. It was like, well, you know, I'm being lazy. I should get up and help. But that was before I knew about self-care and how it's more important to recharge your batteries than just empty yourself giving away to everybody else. You don't always have to be available for other people. And no is a big part of making that a boundary. So there's lots of ways you can say no. You can say no. <laughs> when I'm really getting the point across, I'll go, oh, no, 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 no. Yet nine, both ways to say no. You could be like my friend David. He's kind of a very, a very straightforward person. And he'll go, now look here. See, this is what we're not going to do. 
And the first time I heard him say that to somebody, <laughs> I just, I lost it. I had never heard no quite that way before. You could be super professional and go, I'm not going to be able to assist you with that, or I'm not going to be able be available to help you with that. If you want to go super duper office, you can go, I'm not really comfortable doing that. Although I find that version of no is so generic and shitty that most people, it leaves them with a feeling and it's not so great. So my friend, she's a, oh, hell no kind of person. <laughs> so there's a lot of different ways you can say no. If the N-O by itself is a little too strong for you still, just say it in some other way. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not going to be able to help you with that. You're still saying no. You're being very, very polite. And you're doing something that's really, really important is you're not making an excuse. Because here's what I learned a long time ago when I first started realizing I had to say no more often was this. I would say something like, oh, no, I'm sorry. I can't help you with that today. I have homework. And then the callback would be, oh, well, what about tomorrow? Like, nah, sorry, tomorrow I got something to do. Well, well what about the day after that? Like, oh my God, no, no, I don't want to do it. I'm trying to be nice and not tell you that I would rather shoot myself in the foot than go anywhere with you. But I can't say that because it's rude. I don't want to hurt your feelings. So like, I'm really trying to be nice. But the problem is when somebody's pushy or they don't realize that you're just trying to kind of slither out of helping them, when you make up an excuse, what you're doing is you're giving the other party the ability to say, you know, like my acquaintance did there, oh, well, what about the day after tomorrow? Uh, for example, if you're going to date a guy, you got that pushy guy, he doesn't like to take no for an answer, and you say, oh, no, you know, I don't think this will work out. I'm not ready to date right now. Well, that tells him that when you are ready to date, ha I'm going to come back and talk to you. No, so what you got to do is say, no, I'm not interested. Have a good day. Sometimes you got to be like bold, especially with, with some guys. Not all guys are like that. Some guys can be pushy and some girls too. Cause I know some girls that it's like, Oh my God, girl, you're starting to sound like a cuckoo. Stop it. <laughs> so don't make an excuse because the excuse just is like, okay, well, if I can't come in through the front door, I'll try the side door or the back door. So if somebody's really trying to be pushy with you, now look, a real friend and a cool person is just going to be like, oh, okay, you can't help me today? Okay, well, thanks anyway. And that's going to be the end of it. Someone who's trying to use you or get pushy with you or just trying to insist they have their way, the little power play, they're going to crack every one of your excuses. And then you're stuck like, just kind of having to come clean. It, it's like, cause you're making, oh, well, Tuesday, no, I'm washing my hair. Oh, Wednesday, uh, I'm watching paint dry. Oh no, Thursday, uh, I have homework. Um, Friday, I spend my afternoon with the cat. So it, it's kind of insulting to the person asking, cause you're not just coming out and saying no. And to the person who's pushing, you've just opened yourself up for them to get around every excuse that you have. With that being said, you don't owe anyone an explanation. So the reason that I worded my no the way that I did, sorry, I'm not going to be able to help you with that, is because it's a no. 
I'm saying, no, I can't help you with that. I recognize you need help with this thing. I'm not going to be able to help you with that. But notice the other thing that it does. It doesn't give an, ex an explanation. Just like an excuse, you don't have to give an explanation. Now, sometimes a close friend will go, oh, why? Is everything okay? And in that case, if you go, I don't owe you an explanation. Sam said so. You're going to sound like a dick. Don't do that. So sometimes you, especially with work, sometimes you kind of have to give an explanation so that you don't sound awkward or just really abrupt and rude. If you don't have to give an explanation, don't because you don't owe anybody anything. But if you do give one that's like the one that I just said, oh, sorry, I won't be able to help you with that today. It, it doesn't give an explanation, but it does say that you're unavailable. And so what I find is when I word it that way, I get less questions about, oh, well, why? And then I don't have to tell everybody my business or just admit I hate being around you or I'd rather do anything than help you, I don't know, clean your chicken coop or whatever. Someone asked me to do that once. I'm not really sure why. It stinks. Don't do it. So... If you have to give an explanation, try to give one that's just kind of generic. So if I say, oh, no, sorry, I can't take you out to blah, blah, blah. If someone needs a ride, I can't take you out to blah, blah, blah. And they'll say, oh, why not? I'll say something very, very generic so that I answer them and I'm respectful, but I don't have to give all of my personal information away. And I'll say something like, I have a lot of stuff to do. And if they push and say, well, what? Oh, it's just random. It's just random stuff. It's not that important. Now, obviously, if you don't care about sharing with your friend, oh, well, you know, I have to go to the doctor or whatever, then feel free. But if you want to remain private and you don't want everybody knowing your business and you don't want them to use your explanation as an excuse, oh, you're going to the doctor this afternoon? Well, I could go this evening then. Maybe you could take me then. You see, that's why I don't offer the explanation. So I'll just say something like, look, I have a lot going on today. I'm not going to be able to help you with that. Real generic, real simple. And, and here's the thing. You don't have to lie. Because when I say, well, I have a lot going on today, that doesn't necessarily mean I'm busy the whole day. Maybe this afternoon I planned two hours to watch my favorite show on Netflix that's my plans. That's what I'm doing. I have something to do. And here's where we go back to the last episode of feeling guilty. Self-care is doing something. Self-care is productive. So just because you're sitting in front of the TV today and that's your quote something to do doesn't mean that you have to tell the person that because, oh, well, oh, you can't take me for a ride, but you can sit there and watch TV. You see how people get hard feelings? Some people are real sensitive. That's why I give the, the kind of generic answer because, one, it's none of your damn business, and, two, you can't try to get around it if you're one of those pushy people. At the same time, I've given you an explanation, so, you know, that curiosity you have is satisfied without me having to be like, I don't know you an explanation. Why are you so nosy? <laughs> That's probably not the way you keep friends if you do that, right? You can also do a preventative no, or what I call the pre-nope. Like pre-nump, but pre-nope. So pre-nope is when you know somebody's going to ask you something. 
they're going to ask you to do something. The other day, a friend of mine, her car broke down. And I knew that on a certain day of the week, she goes somewhere. I knew that with her car not running, she was going to ask me for a ride because I happened to be sitting there. And I would have rather have done anything than give her a ride. I also have lots and lots of homework to do. So while I'm in classes, I have to really budget my time. So not only did I just not really want to be around her that long, I didn't want to do this long drive. She never gives gas money because she's that kind of person. And I had a lot of very important stuff to do. So knowing she was about to ask me, I did the pre-nope. Be like, well, girl, dang, you know, uh, it's too bad I got stuff to do that day. I won't be able to take you. I hope you can get a ride. So then she doesn't even ask me like you, it's the pre-nope is when you cut it off before the question even gets to you. So you're not put in that awkward position of feeling bad or guilty or fearing that someone won't like you because you have to say, no, you've pre-noped. Pre-noping, if you practice it, you'll get really good at it. And if you really watch people who have a tendency to ask you for favors, like, have you ever had that boss that when they want you to do, when they're going to ask you to do something, they come walking in, they have that look on their face or that way that they walk in. Yeah, pre-nope. Hey, John, how you doing today? Oh, good, good. Oh, yeah, you got those extra papers? Wow, wow. Well, you know, I can't help you with that today. I have some stuff to do with my family. But, you know, good luck on that. I hope you get that done. You've pre-noped. He can't even ask you now. I mean, he might try, but you just firmly and again you're not saying no John I'm not going to do that for you just say oh, I already have I already have plans with my family and that's it real simple you're you're basically putting him in the jerk position by saying well give up time with your family and help me do these stupid reports so pre-noping can be very powerful and it's a great way to get comfortable with turning people down when you know they're about to ask you for a favor and it's amazing how uh, especially phone calls, right? I, I always know when someone's going to ask me for something. And mind you, I don't want you to think that I don't do anything for anybody. I do a lot of stuff for other people, which is why I feel so comfortable saying no when I do. Because I just can't help you, or I just hate being around you. It's okay to feel that way about people, but it's helpful to not be overburdened with that kind of thing. So pre-noping, really, really good. Um, getting comfortable saying no in these different ways, the pre-noping, the kind of generic explanation, the no excuses explanation, saying it like, no, I'm sorry, I won't be able to do that today, rather than just no. Sometimes the word no, no is like this powerful, forceful word, and people give it so much strength. So when you kind of water it down a little bit, you can still say no without having to feel like you're being this aggressive beast. No. You see what I mean? You say, I'll not, you know, I will not be able to help. Maybe next time. But look, don't say maybe next time unless you mean it because people will hit you up about next time. They'll be like, well, Last time you said that you'll help me next time. 
It's like, well, I didn't know next time was going to be the most inconvenient time of the week to help you, but okay. So I'm going to give you a little bit of homework today. Sometime this week, I want you to say no to something. Don't say no to something important or just to, just to say no. Pick, pick the time. Maybe it's something small. Can we have potatoes for dinner? No. Will you stay late and work this week? No, I can't do that. I have something else planned. If the word no makes you uncomfortable, because sometimes it's the physical word no that people feel bad about. They can say it in other ways like, oh, I'm not available this weekend. That's it. You're not available this weekend. Very simple. You're still saying no. Can you work? No. Why? I'm not available this weekend. See what I mean? So maybe softening it up. That's what I call softening it up. No is harsh, right? It's hard. People don't like hearing no. People don't like being told no. So if you soften it up a little bit, it might be easier for you to do. So this week, you're going to say no to something or somebody. I want you to do it in whatever way you can. I want you to try to follow kind of what I've taught you. Try to not make an excuse or an explanation. Definitely never make an excuse. You can offer an explanation if you're just in that weird position, and we've all been there, but don't make an excuse, okay? So I want you to practice that this week, and it doesn't have to be something big. It doesn't have to be to your boss. It can be something just really small. Do you want to decide where we eat tonight, honey? No, I want you to decide. Do you want to volunteer for the blah, blah, blah? No, I have other things I want to do this week. So I want you to say no to something. If you feel really good about it, let me know what it is. I'd love to know. And if you have a problem saying no, I would love to hear from you and hear why. You know what else I would also like to hear is I've noticed that some people have a problem saying no to certain people, but not others. So they might not have any problem saying no to their kid, but they can't say no to their mom. So I'd like to hear from you. Who are you able to say no to? Who can you not say no to? What are you worried about? What are you afraid of? What do you think will happen? And if you have changed that in your life to where now you've become more comfortable doing it, what made that happen and how did you go about it? love to hear from you. Okay, this has been an episode of no. Hail to the no. <laughs> Maybe don't try hail to the no with your boss unless your boss is really cool. Check it out. Do your homework. Let me hear from you. Say no. It's a tiny little word. You can do it. And if you become comfortable with this, it can really, really help you lose some stress. It'll help you be less overcommitted, less time crunched, less resentful to people who just want to just use your help like you're their personal first, first aid Red Cross or something, okay? So get that no out this week. Let me hear from you. And thank you. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. If you would like to check out more episodes of Random Acts of Self, you can do so through Podbean. I won't have it on Spotify till I got five episodes, I think is their minimum. So I'm getting it out there on all your favorite podcast places. In the meantime, you can listen 
at randomactsofself.com or subscribe through Podbean, like I said. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at randomactspod. Feel free to send me topic ideas or questions you would like answered on the air because I would like to start a question and answer segment where I just answer your questions that you send in about whatever. All right. I'll see you next time. Have a great week.